Welcome to the Mediate.com podcast with Veronica Kramer. Well, hey there, everyone, and thanks for joining me for another great episode of the podcast. So today I'm excited because we are going to talk all about reasons to use caucus in family mediation with mediator LaTanya Moss. And by way of background, LaTanya is an experienced mediator. She has been in the field of dispute resolution since 2004. She has her own mediation practice called Win-Win Mediation Services. LaTanya mediates issues concerning divorce, child custody, child support, domestic violence, and family and youth occurrences, among other issues. On the personal side, LaTanya is based in Columbus, Ohio in the U.S. She is a mother of two adult kids and is now an empty nester and is loving her new chapter of life. And I'm so delighted that she is able to spend some time on the podcast today. So with that, LaTanya, welcome to the Mediate.com podcast and thanks for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I'm so excited. And, you know, I should share just by way of background. Um, so initially, when I reached out to you, we were connections on LinkedIn. Yes. And I did not realize we had also crossed paths in some <laughs> trainings. So we're both we're both based in Columbus, Ohio, and we had crossed paths yeah. on trainings. And, you know, we, we got together on a quick prep chat before doing this recording. And I said to myself, wait, I know you. <laughs> I know you, you're that lady. <laughs> yeah, so so this is great fun. I'm so I'm so excited that we get to do this. So you know, when I think about the use of caucus, mm -hmm. so it seems like caucus is one of those tools that you know. There's different perspectives on the use of caucus in mediation, and so I know from talking to many mediators over the years that some mediators you know, prefer to use caucus more as like a last resort, and they really prefer to keep parties in joint session as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And then others, are, you know, take the other perspective, they want to use caucus early and often, you know, their default is more caucus first joint session at some later point. Okay. So I'm really curious to hear from you, especially within the context of family mediation. I mean, can you share what's your perspective on the use of caucus? Well, as far as caucus and family mediation, you use it for so many things because it's the, the parties are highly positional, very emotional, things like that. So um, sometimes <laughs> you have to go by the, by the parties. Some parties come in and they are, you know, they have a way to communicate without, you know, interrupting one another. You know, they follow the rules, the ground rules, <laughs> but some are so emotional and a lot of them have, that's the first time they had seen the other person in some time or, or what have you. And so I like to caucus with family first. I like, although I do an intake, but I like to caucus just to, get them to tell me what they're looking to see happen in mediation. What are your concerns? Are there some things that you may not want me to express to the other party? And those are the underlying issues that really can hold things up. But if you are in the room together, that information may not come out because, you know, they don't want to say it in front of the other person. But I do believe that they, the parties like the fact that I reinforce that this is confidential. I do not 
go back and express anything to the other party unless it's something that you want me to do. And you just be surprised, like the floodgates open then. It's like, whoa, I didn't know if I had to, you know, as many times if I had to cough, it's, it's like, okay, I wouldn't have never did that um, or caught that. Um, a lot of times, just the basic caucusing, I tell people ahead of time about it and tell them that that may happen. Um, and that if I do caucus with one, I'm definitely gonna caucus with the other. And, um, you know, they, I think that they like the fact that they're able to tell me before we start, um, because they are looking, even though it's win-win, <laughs> they're looking for someone to make a decision for them. And I'm, that's not my part, but I think that, um, helps them, you know, blow off a little bit of steam so that, you know, we won't be catfighting <laughs> in the mediation. Yeah, that's interesting. And so what I pulled from that is, so it sounds like, I mean, you'll use it both proactively and reactively. So you'll exactly. use it at the beginning to talk with parties, let them know first, there is this thing called a yes. caucus and exactly. I may need to use it. Um, yes. And then also it sounds like just to sort of get their buy-in in terms of what the process exactly. is going to look like. And yes. then also reactively, just if you see some really hot emotions coming through. Yes, you know, um, and especially with male clients, um, you know, male don't, they don't talk as much as women us anyway but you know they'll be slouching down or just whatever she says whatever she says whatever she says I'm like warning <laughs> so I will caucus and and say hey you know what's going on I see you're not really participating that we need your your input or what your wishes or thoughts are if not then we can't carry on and um, I think that empowers them and make them feel like, okay, what I have to say is important as well. Because a lot of times men will come in thinking that, you know, the courts are just for the women, but that's not so. It's mediation and explain the process. And once we get in it, they're like, hey, uh, they feel they feel better. They don't because they're thinking someone's gonna come and tell them what to do. And that's not how mediation works. Yeah, I hear you. It, and it sounds like, you know, you you are mindful about making sure that each side has an opportunity to speak and be heard Yes. during the process. Yeah. Now, That's also, um, I'm keeping time in my head how much time I'm with that person. Because if, you, if I spend 20 minutes with this one person um, and come to the other person and I ask them, hey, is this working for you? And, you know, I may, I, I may have wanted the caucus just for the one, but I always do both and you know ask him is it working for you how do you know am I addressing any of the concerns how you think I'm performing um it's some things that um that you want me to know but you know you don't want to bring it up yourself you, you know it's different things that they may say in caucus want that person to hear it but don't want it to come from them so I can you know, ease that into the conversation where it doesn't look like the other person and ratted on them or something doing, doing caucus. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so happy you brought up logistics because that's one thing I wanted to follow up with you on. You know, I'm curious, practically, 
So how do you manage that? Because I'm thinking back, I'm reflecting on like prior mediations that I did where I would caucus. And I mean, you're correct. People are keeping track of how much time you're spending with each side. And I, and there were times where I would even try to just set a timer on my watch (laughs) just to make sure I was giving each side the, you know, an equal amount of time. And inevitably one Mm -hmm. side would need more. Like say I would set my watch for like 20 minutes. One side might need more. And then the other side might only need five minutes. So practically. But I don't think of something to say. Yeah. Just to try to stretch it. Cause I don't. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll think of anything I put, like, I always put everything on me. Yeah. Like, I'm not the smartest, you know, sharpest knife in the drawer to help me understand. Um, if you was to come to an agreement, what would it look like? What are your concerns? You said that you do not want the children to go over the grandmas. Can you tell me more about that? Is it something that um, the other party can, you, we can address and the other party can make you feel more comfortable with the kids going to the grandmother, you know, those type of scenarios. And you you can drag it out as, you, as long as you don't go in there with one 15 minutes and this one three minutes. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, they are, they don't know what mediation is and they still have litigation in their minds. Yeah, and I'm curious, so in your mediations, who are the participants? Is it primarily self-represented parties? Do you see attorneys involved in the mediation? Uh, yeah, attorneys can be involved, but primarily because I do mediations um, in Franklin County, which is the largest county in Ohio, and I do it also in Michigan and Wayne County, which is also the largest county in Michigan. So there is a, a wide range of um, people and social statuses and things like that. So it, I just try to make sure that I'm able to get to them and, and, and speak with them in their own words so I, I, they can understand exactly what I'm saying. I try not to say 13 letter words. I don't even think I can, <laughs> you know, just to, so that they will feel comfortable in talking you know, and expressing their feelings because some people feel like, you know, she's a, a person of authority and I I don't read well or it's something like that. And I try to keep take those barriers out. In the beginning, I automatically read everything out loud. I just assume no one can read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I and and I know, you know, the kind of the idea of breaking barriers and mediation, that was something that we talked about during yeah. our prep chat. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that, about how you use caucus to break barriers in mediation? Well, um, what I do is uh, reinforce, first of all, that this is confidential. When you do that, that for some reason, it's like a load comes off of them. Well, this, 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 this happened. And well, I didn't want her to do this or what have you. Um, it's always a third party um, involved. But like I said, a lot of times they don't want to bring it up themselves. Say, for instance, child support. No one wants to bring, well, of course, the uh, obligor would like to bring it up ASAP, but <laughs> the other person may feel uncomfortable just saying, okay, I want to address child support because I don't know what kind of the conversation has been outside of mediation. So I just try to present it as if it's another bullet that I'm covering. 
as opposed to this person want me to address this. So I just try to, you know, put it all on myself for the most part. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, you know, if as you reflect on your mediations and the use of caucus, mm -hmm. so I'm curious, would you say, because I'm, I'm just thinking about that the types of mediations that you do family issues. I mean, so these are participants who are, they're going to be in each other's lives, I imagine, yes. and they're going to be communicating with one another outside of the mediation. Yes. So are in your mediations, are you spending the majority of time in caucus or are you spending the majority of time in joint session with caucus used yeah, as needed? Well, that, that depends on yeah. the client. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I generally um, do an intake. Yeah. And with the intake, I'll have them explain to me. It's a little questionnaire and have them to go into more detail about why they answered it that way or what have you. So give them a time to say exactly what they would like to say and without any interruptions or you did this or dirty looks or anything like that because that's a barrier if you're in the room with that person and you you know and the other person is intimidating and you know so that will you know that real kind of be a you know will be a major barrier so i try to do an intake get as much information as possible then we come together I explain the process and all of that. And then I explain caucus and tell them that, hey, I'm not the only one for calls caucus. If you would like to speak with me separately, just let me know and we can all take a break and I will speak to the both of you. So give them that as well. So like I said, a lot of times they are in the mediation and don't know what to expect. And they're thinking that I'm, why would you say this? I don't want her to think this. And I don't want her to think that I could tell them over and over. I don't make a decision. I'm just facilitating a conversation, but you know, why would you bring that up? So I usually use caucus to say, okay, what are the things that you're not saying? Fill in the blanks. Cause I, I have pieces of this and pieces of that fill in the blanks and they're able to express in their own words uh, what is you know the real underlying issue is and that's when I say okay so what could mom do or what could dad do to make you feel more comfortable in whatever decision they're trying to make well you know I don't like it when he comes and he brings his new girlfriend or he comes and he brings his new wife or she comes and she brings her uncle who hates me, you know? So, you know, that's the, the type of things that you find out, okay, wait a minute, I have to turn, you know, this conversation is going in another direction because you can go in just bullet by bullet. And, you know, it's like, wait a minute, this, this it's a whole lot of missing stuff in here. You can feel it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a mediator, you'll be able to kind of feel your clients and know what they are need after you've been doing it so long. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate too how you are reminding me that with the use of caucus and any other, you know, skill tool that, you know, all of us have learned over the years. I mean, there's really, there's no one size fits all approach. And I appreciate how you you've reminded me of that, that, hey, you know, I don't necessarily do the same thing with every single mediation instead. 
it sounds like what you're saying is you're you're constantly assessing and taking feedback from the parties to inform how you're going to conduct the mediation, whether that's the use of caucus or any of the other tools in the mediator's toolbox. Now, I what I mainly use caucus for with the that I no matter what, when they're talking and I think of some things in my head, write it down, but I do the reality testing, the reality checking in caucus. Because if you, if this person says, well, um, I can get the kids, I want week on, week off. And if I was to say, well, how was your work schedule? Are you able to do that? Then they'll say, well, the mediator said you wouldn't even, you didn't know if you would be able to do that. So I don't bring, I don't give anybody any fuel. <laughs> So those type of things, the more personal things like, okay, you said this, is this doable? You know, in caucus, is this, is this doable? Um, you know, uh, we understand that you guys have decided to meet at a central location. Okay, so what happens if this person is however much late? You understand, and you know, traffic in Columbus, it you never know if I think a truck turns over on 27, uh, on 270 or 70 every day. <laughs> if they don't, I think they phone each other like somebody got to turn over. <laughs> so, you know, just just making like, uh, uh, you know, making it just, you know, letting these people know that, hey, you have lives and we can work around those things. But, you know, if you want me to present that and then I can, you know, find a way to insert that into the, the conversation. Oh, yeah, I hear you on using caucus as, you know, I, I used to use it, it used to be my go to for like any sort of difficult conversation, right? Because, I mean, it's from what I've observed over the years, I mean, it's very difficult for participants who might have very different positions on a particular issue. Exactly. It's difficult for one to admit to any sort of information that might contradict their own position in front of exactly. the other. Exactly. So yeah, absolutely. And, you, and, that, and that is needed. You know, yeah. I need to get all of the information uh -huh. from each person because my goal is if you do come up with an agreement, we have covered everything. Mm -hmm. I have even, I told some people um, that I've added something that I, to my list of questioning, if they have um, school-aged children and the children get sick at school or sick and somebody has to stay, um, someone has to stay home, who does that? Mm -hmm. Is that, is that the, always this person that is the uh, residential parent or would y'all go back and forth? How would that work? And people, there's one person said, well, I just always do it. You know, I never thought, you know, and I try to bring up things that, so that, I know it sounds crazy, but my goal is for you to not have to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Because then hopefully that means there's been some sort of shift in awareness in terms of exactly. how communication is taking place. And I was asked them, what's the best way to communicate? Of course, verbal or oral is not always the best. So email or text, then that way you'll know exactly what was said. And that person will be able to look back at it instead of remember what you were saying and maybe get some, you know, leave some pieces out unknowingly or what have you. So it's a lot of different ways that I try to make sure that 
they can mediate in a in a safe and um, productive environment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that just goes back to kind of those core, you know, those core values of, um, you know, self-determination, making fully informed decision. I mean, you know, you've talked about the way that people can exercise that self-determination is based on like information that, yeah. that's probably coming out in mediation. And one way to help get, um, you know, good information on the table is, you know, sometimes it's through joint session, other times it's through caucus. So, yes. Yeah. And, and on uh, sometimes, uh, especially if they're younger guys, some will come in and they're kind of slouched down and not participating. Like, I'm just here because um, this is just a formality. And that's when I caucus with them and say, hey, what's going on? I see you're not participating. You know, we need you. We need you to participate. Yeah. We need to know what you're, what you would like to see happen. And if we, we can't have the mediation without you. And I noticed that a lot of men, like I say, feel empowered, like, yeah, well, this happened and I don't want this and I don't want that. And they say, okay, is it okay for me to, to bring this up when we all come back together? Well, yeah, you can bring it up, but, but don't say this about my girlfriend or don't say that. Oh, okay, that's, that's great. As long as we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's the ultimate goal is that forward progress. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Latanya, this has been, you know, such a great episode on the use of caucus. Like I said, I mean, I've had I've had a number of conversations over the years um, with fellow mediators, but this is the first time I've had the chance to talk with someone specifically about the use in family mediation. And I've always been curious yeah. about that. So I really appreciate you coming on the right. show. Thank you. Uh, you know what? I tell mediators this also. You can caucus if you feel like you're stuck. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't have anything else to ask these people. <laughs> okay. I, I've, I've done and it I'll before. Say, okay, yeah, I would like to caucus. Then I'll say to them, you know, how is this working for you? Am I covering everything? Um, how do you feel? Do you feel that I'm being fair? You know, and things like that. Then of course, that'll give me some things like, okay, yeah, let me grab that piece to talk about. Let me grab that piece, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And thank you for bringing that up. Because it's not just about, you know, the process for the parties. It's also like, you know, it can give the mediator a break or just a second yeah. to kind of think through what's my next step yeah. going to be. Exactly. So exactly. yeah, yeah. No, thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, so um, in the event that, you know, other listeners want to connect with you to continue okay. the conversation, learn more or anything, how can they how can they connect? They can reach me at uh, winwinmediationllc.com. Uh, they could also um, reach me by phone, 614-625-0013. Um, I have a LinkedIn, uh, but Latanya Moss. And yeah, those are all the social things. <laughs> that was all the crazy. You sit by pigeon, I said <laughs> I know, right? You gotta, we gotta remember all that, all the, all the, the social things, things that you're on. Yeah, I'll get that to myself. <laughs> well, you know what we'll do? We'll go ahead and put that information in the show notes so that, okay, so that listeners can easily access it. Perfect. But, but yeah, great. All right. Well, yeah, like I said, thanks again, Latanya. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. And I you hope too. the listeners, I, I was able to give them another view on caucusing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you very much.
All right, friends. Well, that wraps up another great episode of the Mediate.com podcast. We'll talk to you next time. This podcast was brought to you by Mediate.com. For more information about Mediate.com's programs and content, please visit our website at www.mediate.com.